day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 49 of Shop Talk. We're recapping 113 today, titled Caught Stealing. Um, we're finally back after like two weeks off, which was much needed. Um, and we are ready to rock and roll during this hiatus because we have some good stuff planned. So, um, but for now, we're covering 113, just kind of getting back into the swing of things where we'll discuss the rookies' training and how much of a badass Lucy Chen is. And the fact that Jackson West was so hung up on creme brulee. So, <laughs> that yeah. was like a theme for, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So funny. Um, and there's no news to share because it's hiatus. So we'll just dive right in. Like we're going to cut right to it. So, yeah. Um, so for Nolan, anyway, I thought this moment was so funny when um he walks in and like everyone's like sitting down for roll call and gray's sitting in his seat telling him that he's the one that's gonna do roll call today and he's like sir like (laughs) with a questioning look on his face and gray i will not do it justice how richard did it but he's just like i didn't stutter get up there and it just i don't know why but it reminds me of um if people have watched um the office and they know uh stanley's character um and his family is a savage yeah his like um the line that's always like gift um in things uh like did i stutter <laughs> like that's what it reminded me of um honestly nolan's face though like when he saw gray like why is the man so memeable i know honestly i just want to know i, I know well like know. the rookie rewatch people you know they like have an instagram account now and yeah. one of the things was they did like which nyla mood are you yeah and I seriously, we should probably make like a Nolan one or like a gray, like definitely one or something. Yeah. Yeah. Those definitely. Two just have the best faces, mm-hmm. the best expressions. Like, yeah. Every episode, you can at least count on one of them to give you a memeable. Well, even um, the rookie rewatch ladies did a Twitter thread about like eyewear on the rookie, and I totally forgot about Gray's glasses. And I was like, oh my yeah. God those are the best like that that just that screen grab perfect Mm -hmm. whole meme right there yeah so funny um and then I didn't I don't know how I didn't notice this for the amount of times that I'm well I've probably only seen this episode probably like three times maybe maybe four by now um if you count this rewatch but I did not notice Tim's face looking at Nolan like his jaw wasn't like dropped but he was like kind of looking like his face was tilted downward yeah and he was kind of just like what the fuck is going on like (laughs) is this actually happening right now um Tim has a really good like WTF face yeah yeah for sure um and so John like ends up like going up to the um wow I couldn't think of the word podium um, I was like what is it called um so John's up there um he is right he well he's like where like where do I start and Gray's like the clipboard so he looks down is reading off uh of the clipboard and uh Gray like barely lets him finish before he's asking like if he actually knows what police entitlement means and John recites the gratuity policy for officers and um, 
Gray then tells uh, Jackson and Lucy to join him up there um, and asked if their training officers like had discussed this policy with them and they had. I love how each like training officer like had a different answer that really just like showed their personalities really mm-hmm. well. And like, I kind of missed that because I think it was you that had said there are no more like original yeah, like training officers, really. Yeah, after after the season four finale, because Angela, you know, or not Angela, and I was going to stay detective, like yeah. there's no more OG training officers. And really like the only partnership that's OG still is Chunford. Of course. Yeah, I mean, they carry the show, so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it just, like, it just, watching these, like, throwback episodes just, like, reminded me of how much I kind of miss, like, the individuality. Like, I don't know if that's the right word, but just, like, the, just the little bit of, like, spotlight on, like, their personalities, I guess. Yeah, well, and they've all grown so much, too. So true. Just like, oh, where would Jackson West be now? Like grown wise, that hurts me. I'm sorry, that but hurts it hurts me, so me to much. think about it. Too. I know, I know. It was so like nice to see his face, yeah, um, on the screen again. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so um, Angela's answer was like maybe my favorite because she's just like it's just community relations with like a shrug of her shoulders. Like she's just kind of like it is what it is. Yeah. Um, tim kind you know since they're you know bffs um he just kind of (laughs) like taps her and is like doesn't mean we have to show favoritism um and gray asked talia if she like agrees with that and she's like usually it's the exception not the rule um i did like how uh gray pointed out like nolan's living situation at the time um of course John being John is like well I exchange um you know services like he takes care of things around the house um in exchange for living in Ben's guest house and Gray uh ponders aloud you know what would happen if that exchange were to run out and Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like where um they like leave it and John is kind of left uh thinking about that as the day uh progresses so it's definitely kind of interesting um because he really like oh go ahead oh, yeah. oh no you're fine I was just gonna say like he even like asked Talia if like you know he's kind of like compromised living at yeah you know Ben's house and yeah I don't know it's just interesting Gray really makes John like rethink a lot of things or at least just oh, like reflect on them like I would say Gray more so than anyone else like makes John kind of do that Mm -hmm. yeah well because like he's like one of the only people that I mean I guess it is because like he is like an authority figure or like over him but it's like he's also the same like within the same you know like age bracket so it's like it's not so much he's like talking down to him or like saying something that John might not even like really know what it is you know if it's like a millennial thing or whatever but it's just like a a like truth that like he just says it and that's that yeah yeah 
Um, I just liked, I liked Talia's honesty though, because she was like, yeah, you are. And John kind of looked at her and she's like, well, you asked like, what, you know, what did you want me to say? Um, but their first, uh, call, they pull up to a car crash where the victim was stabbed. Um, the car is registered to a Matthew Rodriguez, um, who they assume is the guy that was stabbed and is taking off from the ambulance, like literally hops out the back, starts running over and jumps off the bridge and they lose him there. Um, and they later discover that their stabbing victim is not actually Matthew Rodriguez. Um, because the actual uh, Matthew Rodriguez has a uh, rap sheet with gang orders um, and Talia asked John if he knows what that means and he uh, reiterates that it's um, an order where they're not supposed to associate with gangs um, at all or like wear their colors or be in their neighborhoods um, and Talia says that the odds are uh, that this John, um, that Matthew Rodriguez is connected to their John Doe stabbing. Um, although Tally is like, it's a, it's a likely scenario <laughs> because when she does it, it's a likely scenario, not just a plain assumption um, as John finds out. So mm-hmm. I just kind of, I just, I miss the like Tio rookie, like, banter like it was nice to just have it uh in this episode i miss having that like all the time because we had it with aaron and nyla in -hmm. season four but it was not consistent enough like it was you know every few episodes or whatever um and i just really want it like consistently again like i feel like that would be a good thing even if it's like one or two like throwaway lines or whatever Um, per episode that would be really good Mm -hmm. yeah um and so later on um they find out that the real matthew rodriguez is dead um he was killed by their john doe so now their the stabbing victim went from like a victim to a suspect to now a uh murderer essentially um, so it's kind of back to a suspect again. Um, but before they can really like do anything more, um, Talia and John are called up to uh, Captain Anderson's office, which uh, RIP, I miss Zoe a lot. Yeah. Um, I just love how she was just like, she was just like subtle about her badassness. Like she yeah. didn't try and like, full rank on people like she she had the hvic energy without really like having that if that makes sense like she didn't try and make it like so known that she was their captain she like it just she was there so well i think she was the one that was like you don't tell me i wish i could remember the quote verbatim now i can't it was either like you don't tell people you're a badass you show them Mm -hmm. or i can't remember vice versa or not yeah i mean she's definitely like said you know like i'm the captain and you know like i'm in charge here or whatever but she doesn't do it as often so yeah Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, she's like a boss without being a bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Um, but anyway, so they're called into um, Zoe's office and John's like, that's the guy. <laughs> um, and I just pointed, no one's going to see this. I don't know why I keep doing that. I need to not. Um, maybe one of these days we'll <laughs> put out a clip if we ever had something good yeah. to share. But we don't. Yeah. So don't no. hold your breath, people. But anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm all over the place. All right. It's fine. Raining it back in. Um, there, the John Doe is an undercover narcotics officer named uh, Robert Ortiz. And he's been under with drug cartel to find out when their shipment is going out. Um, and he's like volunteered to go back um, under and Gray's team is going to um, help stage the raid and Zoe reminds them to be prepared and the rookies um they have the little montage and the rookies go over things like their tactical gear um the special ops ram and like the layout of the house um I just enjoyed like where like how the team goes it like each like they put their hands on each shoulder and like Tim goes first technically but Lucy's so little with the battering ram like Mm -hmm. it was just it was fun um and she knocked it down in like one go so really per tim's earlier comment like only one shot would need to be bought or like one round i guess of drinks which again another scene we were robbed of is and honestly i would have been fine with more rounds of drinks being bought like yeah yeah but still like yeah I just thought it was so funny because like I just remember when he gave her the ram and she's like okay <laughs> this is yeah. a lot um but anyway so um they end up they take down the criminals um in the house and Gray pulls the rookies aside for their special assignment which is to guard the money until the counters get there um so Jackson, Lucy, and John kind of fantasize a little about what they do with the money. Um, a million dollars is a lot of cash. Um, so, you know, like things from like Lucy would buy a helicopter to, you know, John would pay off for all of Henry's tuition. They'd get out of, um, you know, student loan debt and things like that. Um, Jackson would go on vacation maybe or travel. Um but then Jackson being the moral compass in that moment is like some cops would cross the line um, and he's heard stories about how um, cops have crossed the line and then he then the creme brulee makes an appearance yeah that's always fun because still no one really understands what he's talking about so yep. it's kind of it's kind of entertaining um did you notice how when gray said no selfies he like pointed at jackson uh, no i didn't notice that i was like dude why but <laughs> also yeah probably safe to bet to point to him that's funny um no i didn't notice that um and we yeah. got some lucy backstory on her parents mm-hmm. yeah because um her parents were bankrupt um for uh when she was nine and they had to like find their way back after a couple of like bad years mm-hmm. which like I'm kind of wondering if I'm sure that like 
impacted her like family dynamic with like her mom and stuff too yeah well and now knowing like what we do about her dad like and it wasn't even her biological dad it's kind of like ooh, more lucy backstory please season five Mm -hmm. like give it to us i know if we don't get like a scene with her mom at some point i will just like be bummed out same but um so talia um reminds john well john has to pee that's been his thing since he put on the freaking tactical gear okay he's like what if i have to pee and talia just like looked at him earlier and he was like it's fine i'll hold it like it's good and so he he has to go to the bathroom he's like trying to find said bathroom um and lucy and jackson are still guarding the money um because two people have to be with it at all times as gray uh told them and so he's just like trying to find the bathroom talia reminds him uh to get in early tomorrow to fill out the paperwork for this like whole operation um and i love how he like tried to ask her where the bathroom was and she had already walked away and he's yeah. like nope okay i'm gonna go find yeah it. it's fine the man is always a meme yeah. like always yeah um and so i thought it was a nice like moment though that like jackson and lucy like you can tell like they're just like on the same like page with things when they're like they both still do the job even if they had all the money um which i thought was nice and so finally the money counters get there and they're free to go so and I mean, Lucy kind of lingered a little bit because she's like, we'll never see as much money again. And mm-hmm. um, they just kind of remind her, well, if there's another raid, which I'm pretty darn sure they have since gone on numerous like drug uh, undercover operations. Yeah. I feel Not like so they have. using money, but still just like in the same vein. So Yeah. Well, and like you had mentioned, like, you know, why didn't we see anyone out, like anyone banging on Lucy's door or whatever? <laughs> um, we were robbed of that because it could have been Tim, it could have been Angela, it could have been literally anyone. And I would have been like, ooh, what's this? I love yeah. it. I mean, it's fine. Or just even like, ja- I mean, I get it. Got it. You know, it's Nolan, you know, yeah. he's the main main dude but still like but even to like see lucy's like first apartment like in the show would have been really cool too for sure sure. yeah so the money counters you know the next day say they're missing two hundred and fifty thousand dollars so they counted that seven hundred and fifty thousand um and you know like the only way that the rookies can be cleared by it is by passing a polygraph um and John Nolan's like, and what if we don't want to take it? And Grace just like, well, then you can be suspended. So, yeah, I, I know. Like, and yeah. like, and Zoe was there, and she was like, technically, I can't force you to take it, but and yeah. it's just like implied that like they should. Although I yeah. didn't really like how John kind of like said we'll do it, and like yeah. spoke on both Jackson and Lucy's behalf. I was like, like he are- looked at Lucy, and I was like why why does he need to speak for them yeah i mean obviously they're all gonna do it they don't want to be suspended but like we could just have all of them saying like okay we'll do it Mm -hmm. you know 
yeah, I caught that too. It was like, why does he need to like look at her to get like the nod of approval? It just didn't make any sense. But then like in the polygraph, you know, they say that like this test can like even sense like what your buttocks is doing and like, you know, if you're clenching and like all of these different things. And John's just like, what am I doing now? And then they're just like, well, you know, like they they just kind of like move on from it. But his deadpan was just too good. Um, and then it was also asked if Lucius lied to protect another officer, and we it was kind of a subtle flashback to one hundred eight. Like we didn't see any like actual flashbacks, but at first watching this because I saw your note in the outline, I was like, mm-hmm. wait. 108 like I, I had to refresh my mind on that i think that's right i think that was the time of it's death. the infection right um the time of death the one where i was just assuming that it was like a flashback where lucy had lied and said she wasn't in nolan's apartment that night that they rehooked up oh, okay in the see, like winter finale see i was thinking the um when tim was like you know if i don't make it out of here you know like oh. at least i'll know that i've had a good run it's like four but that was foreshadowing. Season, yeah that was season one finale so major got my episodes like so. which fun. this episode did do some foreshadowing like oh, i'll sure. mention it later on um but yeah so they all pass their polygraphs and detectives will call them for follow-up so they've kind of been cleared but yet they're not out of the woods. So Nolan and Wes are like, let's grab some beers. And Nolan's like, yeah, I got a stocked fridge. Cool flex, Nolan. Like, I don't. Okay. And Lucy's just like, yeah, I'm, you know, I just have to go look for apartments. So Jackson like probably tells Tally on Tim because they're walking by that they were cleared. And Tim just sasses back with, are we supposed to be impressed that you're not criminals? Um, which I mean, literally, Yeah. Like, I I don't know if I would have, like, proudly bragged about that. Like, proudly in quotes. Yeah. But, um, so then Lucy calls and, you know, she's, like, echoing their sentiments about, you know, um, being cleared and all that. And so then she notices that she's being followed. And as she's on the phone with John and Jackson, you know, that SUV is following them or following her. And it ends up hitting her from behind. So she's forced off the road a bit um and then you know she she notices that she's kind of like boxed in with other cars so she takes off into the woods um and you know after being on the phone with lucy like nolan and jackson are you know like on the race to go and help her out so nolan calls talia and you know tells her like what's going on um which i would assume then that jackson was calling angela I don't know. I would think so. I just want to know who called Tim. Yeah. <laughs> or if anyone called Tim. Also, like, anything to do with the desert and or woods for Lucy never has a good outcome. Like, can we just no. stop taking her there? Because yeah, it's not good. I mean, this also kind of foreshadowed, foreshadowed Day of Death in a way. Yeah. Well, because she was wearing, like, even, like, a similar colored, like, yeah. I mean, it was a sweater granite, but still similar. And her hair was down, curled, color. like, her hair throughout the entire, like, episode, you know, when she was, like, in plain clothes, was chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. 
so then you know jackson and uh john like cleared the vehicles when they get there and jackson calls it in um and they take off into the woods to try and find lucy before the criminals do they managed to shoot one offender that got away and john tells jackson you know that he's going after lucy um which like again i thought that this was weird because it's like okay why obviously no one does it because it's the show you know about him but like why does john just like automatically say i'm going after lucy like dude yeah you may be older than them but like you don't have to be the dad of the group all the time like i feel like he sees himself as like the dad of the group or like the older protective like brother and i don't know it just doesn't always have to be done like that but yeah so then we see lucy we cut over to her she is like fighting these guys off like she had it um and honestly like it kind of reminded me of the pilot when she like you know had that guy like she oh when tim oh yeah 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 Yeah, Yeah. totally um but you know she shot at the suspects and fought them off like all on her own like a badass like the badass she is so then like she maintained her composure telling them that she didn't steal their money and at this point i was like wait there's the fake cop or the cop so you know like what's going on here but it was all explained at the end too so um so then like she saw la uma and he was the one carrying the duffel bag uh she notices like his boots and she's like you know i saw you the night of the raid um and he got inside before they hit the place for the raid so she you know had seen him carrying the duffel bag had noticed the shoes um and she was in the midst of pinning him down you know because he was like pinning her down they were kind of fighting and the and a gun was like right by her face um and she was in the midst of pinning him down when john got there and she's just like what took you guys so long like you know i've been out here fighting for my life by myself and where have you guys been so um towards the end of the episode zoe stops into robert's hospital room to confront him and uh you know she said franco de santos took it because ortiz called him from the station to tip him off and she tells him to enjoy the hospital pudding before officers come in with the cops to arrest him because he is a dirty cop like she was able to put it put the pieces together and you know found that the call came from inside of the station and that there was like the hot tip so um and then at the very end of the episode we had nolan and ben talking um and nolan's like you know i want to pay my share of the rent and reminds him that he can't help ben out of any jams and you know like he everything has to be on the up and up so um you know he kind of circles back to gray's comment and ben's just like i don't need you to pay any rent but you know john's like no i need me to pay rent like i need this for myself um and so then ben kind of like talks about how much it is and it was just too good yeah he's like ten thousand dollars and he's like dude and he's like okay how about you just pay what you can afford and we'll call it even like i just yeah. miss their friendship like they were just i don't know it was nice maybe that's why they kind of like made gray like more um 
comfortable with Nolan, maybe just so they yeah. could have like someone that's the similar age. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, because Ben's not around. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah, I kind of I kind of thought that it was funny because it was like, why are you saying ten thousand? Like you clearly don't need his money. Yeah. To have that place. But like it doesn't need to be that much. Yeah. But for sure. Yeah. So you know, we had no one like reflecting on Grace comment. We had them doing polygraphs. We had Lucy looking like a queen and fighting like a badass. Just chef's kiss all around. Yep. For sure. Um, so for Angela and Jackson, this is where the creme brulee will keep coming up. Um, I love how at the start of the episode, like it set the tone like in roll call because Angela was like, well, Jackson like walks with straight and narrow. Like she's not worried about him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their first call is a traffic stop um, because there's a woman whose dog is dying. Um, she blew through a stop sign and Jackson asked for her license, registration, and ended up giving her a ticket for the offense. Um, and Angela's kind of, she like lets it play out, um, but then later is like, well, a warning would have been sufficient. And um, she also points out that they as police officers blow through stop signs all the time um, and like drive on sidewalks and you know do all these things um but Jackson just was like raised differently and like doesn't really like see her side of things because the law is the law in his mind yeah um and so their second call is at a restaurant where the kitchen staff locked the scam artist in the bathroom because he's been conning women during first dates by like dining and dashing um and so Angela and Jackson go over to this um woman and she says that the guy has ordered all this stuff and like the bill is like 680 dollars um and they like pause and Angela's like well have you ordered dessert and she's like what no and he, like I remember the first time when I watched this episode like before I like knew anything I was just like yeah why why are we talking about dessert right now <laughs> this is so weird um and she's like well maybe get two things um and Jackson pulls her aside and realizes what she's doing um it's so they can bump the bill up to seven hundred dollars to charge the woman's date with a felony um, yeah and the first mention of creme brulee comes up because An- that's what Angela recommends. Um, then it cuts over uh, later. She's like leaning against their uh, shop and actually having some creme brulee herself. Um, and uh, Jackson has a bite and she reminds him about the spirit of the law. So, and how that's different uh, from the letter of the law. So, um, Jackson's in the break in a break room trying to write up this report and he's still struggling with it um because of like the fact that they did like bump the bill up so much to make it a felony um he doesn't know how he should write it or like how to proceed um and so Angela comes in reminding him that she once had to write up a report about him during his first day and how he had his like I just said a rookie freak out moment for lack of better words. Um, yeah. And 
but she like lied for him to like cover it up and like you know make sure he moved forward um in this rookie program and while he's like grateful for that he like he's still not like 100% there yet like getting to like um this you know like equal uh playing field with Angela like seeing eye to eye with things I guess is what I'm trying to say um she then asked him if he has like a do or die type of knife um and Jackson's like yeah you know I do like I've, like half the people in this building carry one and um she's like well technically it's a dagger so it's illegal um and I love how she was just like look it up in the like you know in the code book if you don't believe me um and Jackson's just like well he'll stop carrying it um and I like I don't know if it was like uh Alyssa's like think the right word I'm looking for is like diction or like tone of voice I just liked how she delivered this like line because she's like that is the wrong lesson to learn here um and that if you know Jackson's dad uh didn't teach him the difference between righteous and rigid then he failed like if that wasn't the first thing he learned then that was you know not okay um and I think that kind of like just really got to Jackson because um, mm-hmm. we had met his father already um, before. And so like, I feel like it just kind of, it just struck a chord with him. Something had to have changed because at the end of the episode, um, Angela's walking out in plain clothes. Uh, Jackson stops her saying how he's always wanted to be a cop he like came in thinking he knew everything and you can imagine how annoying that's been for Angela and she's like well I wouldn't say annoying and she's like well yeah okay it's been annoying like she couldn't think of a better word yeah Um, and I just liked how Jackson was like well I want you to be the one to like teach me how to be a cop even if some of the things Angela were to teach him contradict what his dad has originally taught um, mm-hmm. and he is thanks her for being there for him too and it just made me sad because now knowing what we know like he's not you know like that bond is not there yeah. anymore, and it just sucks because like she really did make an impact on his like rookie career mm-hmm well and like even if he had gotten the chance to be a p2 more like he she would have continued to make an impact on him and like you know his rookie career and like her being his co we would have seen hopefully that relationship like grow more um and that mentorship and we didn't instead we got a tragic ending At least we can go back and watch these season one moments and and have I mean obviously we have the you know other three seasons but still just like season one there's just something about like season, season one I think was like peak Jackson West like chaos yeah oh for sure like and then just going into season two he carried so much of that weight still yeah. I think and so he really just had to sort it out yeah really well yeah yeah Oh, and the creme brulee, I forgot to mention, came back in the lie detector. Or, yeah. 
what what's the word I'm looking for? Polygraph. Polygraph. Yeah. yeah. I was like, the hell is it? Um, yeah, because he was like, one minute you're you know thinking you're on the right path, and then the next minute you have a bite of creme brulee, and like all hell's broke loose. And Gray and Zoe just look at him like he has lost his mind because it kind of sounds like he has. Because yeah. Even Lucy was like, or was it John? Maybe both of them when they're sitting at that table, and he's like how does creme brulee come up naturally in a conversation like it just doesn't so yeah um yeah jackson's whole creme brulee metaphor was finally finally shattered i think when angela just told him like this is like what you need to learn yeah well i'm like you could see he was definitely struggling that with with that on the inside that he wasn't he was focused on like the money and everything but it wasn't like his main priority like i would say lucy's apartment was her like internal struggle the mm-hmm. creme brulee was his and then the money thing was more so like john's yeah mm-hmm. but yeah and then kind of speaking of lucy so we had the cold open with them um and the guy was in the gas ma- gas mask we know that lucy's not sleeping um you know and so there's not really like a good like we we think that it's just kind of like oh she's falling asleep on shift and you know this is just kind of like a dream or something well we find out that it was a dream so tim's like tim's calling her boot you know and says like if she made him get out of the car for an hallucination um and he kind of just stops right there because she does see the the guy in the gas mask um but him calling her boot is just so hot like i've honestly missed it yeah i've missed it um so then you know like the whole gas mask thing is kind of creepy until we find out it's just like it is more of a hallucination than like a dream or anything um and really it's the headlight shining in and lucy had fallen asleep on midnight shift so tim you know takes her picture and then he like kind of smirks and he's like welcome to the midnight shift um and yeah so is this so she's already got a picture of him on her phone in like season two yeah. so this is his first picture of her on his phone yeah this right? is the first picture yeah. like period for okay um, yeah so yeah that's i just love her she's like no no yeah. like that kind of reminded me of like the michael scott like no yeah no no thing well uh, and the way that he like got so up close to get it yeah. i was like oh my gosh yeah and there's like smirk and like a slight eye roll yeah um, yeah it was perfect <laughs> so when they like when they are canon and they like get together I'm going to need them to, like, print out and frame, like, all the pictures that they've taken of each other. Oh, my like, God. Like, please. Yeah. Or just, but like, I, put them in their lockers and, yes. like, like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Like, make it a collage. Make it, like, a framed picture. Just something. A blanket yeah. something. Because we need it. We need it. So funny. Um. Yeah, so then Lucy's walking into the district the next day, and no one shows her his shirt with her picture on it. And Lucy's just like, just wait until it's your turn, officer, in bed by 10. And at first I was like, because I, I didn't watch this episode in a while, I was like, wait, why would she know that? And I was like, 
oh yeah because they used to you know be a couple <laughs> and I was just yeah. like no and then at, the, <laughs> at this point because I again hadn't seen the episode in a while I was like if we get a Nolan and Lucy moment like I probably will like throw up like I don't know <laughs> it's like oh my god not prepared for it yeah uh, well and if I think too much about it I'm just like Mm-mm. yeah like, that's just too weird like yeah to remember that they were a thing and yeah yeah so I choose to focus on the fact that Nolan was like Tim had shirts made yeah like of course he did yeah like as if she wouldn't expect anything less so then John like shows Jackson his shirt and he's and Jackson's all like giddy and excited and he's like oh yeah I wore mine in too and you can tell Lucy's just like over it like she's tired she's just not in the mood um and then as I was thinking I was like okay so John and Jackson both were able to wear theirs into the district uh, assuming other people had theirs too tim worked fast to get those shirts made and distributed so that they could walk in with them yeah and also like how did he distribute them like did he just stand outside of the district and have them <laughs> I, like i just have questions i know right and i'm just like if it's assumed that like it was like the like right after so like you're telling me he wasted well not wasted but he spent his like precious sleeping hours time or like if they were like I guess I don't know are they still on I don't know if like because like when Lucy first walked in John was like you happy to be back on days then how would Tim do it if they're on shift like the whole night like I don't know if it's like they're on shift from like mid is it midnight to six or is it like how long does that midnight shift go or is it like you know a, a 10 to 4 in the morning then right. Tim at 4 a.m like walks over to some you know like to <laughs> go t-shirt pressing place yeah yeah but even then like those places don't open at 4 a.m so it's yeah, like so do like, you what? have like a t-shirt press like at your house like I just have questions <laughs> yeah. I just have or questions did he call like a like an 800 company yeah can you order me like 10 of these shirts please i mean because we know that it was the next morning so yeah i just like i have questions yeah and just I mean, and like how many did he order like yeah. was it just 10 was it 400 like i need to know and does, does he, he have leftovers have yeah. yeah does he still have one um and just because he made her the jersey too like in um yeah. one episode i just we just have questions <laughs> that honestly I mean, does he like have a shirt guy yeah like he... yeah that yeah. honestly seems like something he would have though is like a yeah shirt guy. oh for sure also i need him to like make stupid shirts like that like revolving other characters too oh, God, yeah. but yet i only want it to be a lucy thing because yeah. it'll just show like yeah He's kind yeah, of or if they do get together though, and he like thing. made her a shirt with like one of like a picture of like her, him, and like Kojo. Yeah. Oh my god. Like our Chunford fam shirt. Yeah. I would literally pass out. Yeah. I would. Or like, oh my gosh. Or if one night she stays over at his house and she's like, you know, I need like a shirt to wear to bed or whatever. And he gives her one with her picture on it. <laughs> <laughs> 
That'd be hilarious. Oh my god. I thought you I thought you were gonna say he like takes a photo of her like when she first wakes up or something, then puts that on a shirt. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> See, now we're just making like uh head cannons. Yeah. <laughs> but like I feel like he would have a proud dog dad shirt with like Kojo's oh. picture or something on it. Sure. Yeah. If not, Lucy would buy one for him. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, but anyway, back to the episode. So Lucy's like, I it's not the shirts that like make her mad. Like they do annoy her, but you know, she it's more so like she can't find a place to live. And Jackson's like, Well, you can move back home. And she's like, Nope i can't not an option and jackson's like well you could like bunk up with nolan then and nolan's face says it like says what i'm thinking too he's a meme again and he's just like um yeah i guess my couch is all yours and like at this point i'm just like no like nolan can be the nice guy but like i don't know like no she no she doesn't need to crash on his couch so oh also it's worth mentioning here that she's wearing her ring from dave dots so it's a season one piece of wardrobe too which our friend rachel um was in rhode island i want to say and she had found that ring or a similar ring um and she said that it was like super expensive so it's kind of fun when you see pieces of wardrobe like pieces like items that kind of <laughs> resemble the wardrobe that they use um like all those like shop your tv like mm-hmm. style sites will have like you know where you can buy clothing from some of your favorite shows and i'm like kind of want to know if they have like the rookie they um, might yeah kind of want to i might investigate after we <laughs> we're done with this and see for sure happens. yeah I know you helped me find a dress that a celebrity celebrity like wore in a photo shoot or whatever. Well, I've done that for work, like found celebrity clothing. So I mm-hmm. think I am pretty good at it. But I don't know about TV stuff though, because I don't know if it's like if brands will send them things, you know, or like they can right. like use them, or if it is like all custom made. Probably depends on what it is for. Yeah, or if it's like thrifted pieces you know yeah. that they like yeah or, like find any of that anymore yeah um but yeah she's like you know i'll find a clean affordable place like even if it kills me which cut to the end <laughs> yeah um i didn't even realize that wow. i didn't either until i you know had just said that line and i was like wait a minute that did not really work out in her favor um but anyway like their chenford's main call is at a fertility clinic um and you know like while they're walking in lucy kind of brings up the whole freebie thing and she's like you know we haven't had a we haven't received a freebie since we've been partnered together and she asks why he defended that to gray and he's just like because hard rules like that are stupid and circumstances dictate actions and yeah he's just like serious about it um and you know like there's been a break-in and tim's just like yeah you know there's a rash of burglaries in the area it's mostly addicts looking for stuff to sell and the clinic doctor is just like oh it wasn't an addict like they took embryos they knew what they were coming here for um 
And Tim's just like, oh, okay, well, I don't know what to do with that. And Lucy's not even really sure on what she should write it up as, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's a burglary or an abduction. And Tim's just like, do you want to put out 50 Amber Alerts? Like, it's a burglary. Um, which also, like, how meta is it that they're investigating a crime at a fertility clinic? Like, we obviously know what happens now in the conversations mm-hmm. in the later seasons about Lucy's fertility. But, like, it was just kind of a weird thing that I picked up on. And, like, the rookie is good at parallels, so. I'm like, you don't talk about foreshadowing. Like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, when I was watching this, I was like, were we, like, supposed to catch on to this at some point? But I don't think we were supposed to, but. I, I highly doubt it. But yeah. maybe they just kind of went back to that. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. That's for sure. So then the doctor tells him, you know, that there's a crucial time element because without proper temperature control, like the embryos can be compromised. Um, and so, you know, like Chenford asks if there's any idea on who took them and the doctor's like, oh yeah, it's part of an ugly custody dispute. Like there's a lesbian couple whose eggs were only harvested from one of the women, Marilyn, and her ex is suing for custody rights even though she does not have any biological connection. So, you know, Chenford, like, gets more information. And, you know, the doctor is like, well, you should know that when I called Marilyn, like, she was very upset um, and said she was going to kill her ex. So, you know, like, just as a heads up. Um, And Chenford arrives at Marilyn's address, and they instantly hear two women screaming. Um, they walk in to see one holding a weapon and one holding the test tubes in the air in one hand and a piece of decor to protect herself in the other. So Tim talks to a woman with the test tubes down and ends up like cuffing her. Um, and then Lucy just, you know, tells him that it doesn't feel right that they're locking up Marilyn too because she was trying to protect her embryos. Um, and Tim's like, well, we can't do anything. Like she committed assault. And, you know, he's just like, domestic violence laws are strict for a reason. So, you know, she kind of brings up his line from earlier, and she's like, what happened to circumstances dictate actions? Um, And he's just like, that is one rule that I'm all for. Um, But according to him, cemeteries are filled with women who would still be alive if cops had been forced to hook up their spouses the second he or she laid hands. Um... And Lucy's just kind of like under her breath, like she's like, you know, that's an enlightened attitude. And he sasses back with, you know, you seem surprised. But um, then she, like, the sass just never ends with them. And she's just like, sir, you surprise me every day. Yeah, I bet you guys surprise each other, like, honestly. Yeah. I kind of like when Tim was talking about like his stance on it, though, I kind of wondered if like, since we know how much of an asshole his dad was like Mm -hmm. didn't know if he was ever like that way with like their mom and so I didn't know if like he kind of was thinking about that and kind of you know like that maybe was like a connection for him but yeah I feel like I kind of had that headcanon and mentioned that when we were covering the episode in the fall but i don't fully remember yeah well because it's still because we know that tim was uh kind of messed up by his dad 
Yeah. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, because it's not like I can't really think of another like situation or like possibility where that would come in or like I mean he obviously can just care there's no you know he doesn't have to have a you know personal connection but I just I don't know just the way he was talking about it and I just knowing what we know now yeah I just kind of thought no unfortunately maybe that is the connection yeah I I don't know I don't know I kind of feel like his dad was like that um but maybe it's also just because like I don't know I think that about one of our other favorite characters too I'm like yeah the dad was totally like abusive and verbally mentally and physically and I'm just like why why do I like like kind of automatically go to that thinking Mm -hmm. um but yeah I don't know well because the two male characters are similar to me and so I'm just like well if one's like that it's probably the other two I don't know Mm -hmm. um so then John like meets up with Lucy like after they get back and he's like you know how's your day going and you know he tells her about one of his calls um and when she asks how it was he's thinking that she's meaning the actual call so he's like kind of caught off guard and he's like oh it was gruesome and she was but she really meant the apartment so you know he was like oh it's it's nice like surprisingly upscale for a gang member um and when when asked if she's asking about the apartment for herself she's like well the building needs to disclose if someone was killed in the apartment so it might even mean like a break in rent and john's just like that's a questionable way to find a place to live and lucy just is like i have no other option so this is what i'm going with um and at the end of the episode you know they're all off shift and jackson visits lucy at her new place she's excited to show him you know and he points out that there's that giant blood stain on the rug and she's like yeah that's how i'm getting like 25 percent off for the first year and jackson's just like so are you sure it's not because you're a cop and you know she's like the landlord didn't even know until after he gave me the deal um and you know apparently he was all eager to get it done and she even said that she would take it as is and that's why jackson is there to help her clean up a crime scene and she promises him dinner afterwards um i wish that we got to see more of this apartment right then because i'm like to me it doesn't resemble where she is now no i know like they had to have painted and done some like major um, like build out or something because it seems like it was very little yeah or just like yeah, that's the thing is I don't know, like, I just, I want to know, maybe that's like a William question. <laughs> yeah. Maybe of just like, do they think like so far ahead where like, oh, we could possibly show this apartment again? Like, should right. we yeah, that's what it I exact saying. or do they really think that people are going to pick up on that or not? Because yeah. I know people are definitely not like me and notice things like that. Like most yeah. people don't probably don't even care. But yeah, yeah, that's I mean, what I was thinking. Paint job, different, like you know, moving things around. Yeah. Obviously, they got the blood stain cleaned up. Yeah. Oh, or at man. least like the rug changed out. Yeah. I don't know. That that's what I was thinking is maybe like 
they weren't sure that they were ever going to show her apartment again or something and so like it was just kind of a little area that they used to film i don't know but yeah because then the whole jackson moving in thing Mm -hmm. didn't happen until season two yeah so that's kind of it for 113 i mean it was this episode seemed i don't know shorter to me yeah well i think it's because it was like three main storylines where usually we at least have some kind of um what is it like a b c so like d side Mm -hmm. plot yeah but we didn't really have that Mm -hmm. no yeah i don't know i wouldn't say that this is like my favorite episode like i don't usually like i won't usually go back and like rewatch this one like if i'm just like in the mood to watch something um but it was a good episode i forgot like you know Mm -hmm. like some things that happened so yeah yeah um but that is it for us this week uh you guys can find us on twitter at the shop talk pod underscore um if you're not already following us you can follow us there um you can also email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts um you know we've got some fun things planned for uh the summer so we'll definitely you know be sharing more of that soon um and yeah you can find us individually on twitter as well i'm at jstark 804 and i'm at Kara hyman and we'll be back next week with a new episode talking about clean cut um because the rookie rewatch ladies are covering that episode along with 120 for titus's birthday on friday mm-hmm. um and surprisingly we haven't done clean cut yet so that'll be a really fun episode because we get jackson west when he thinks that he's high and he's not so and a pretty good chenford parallel yeah yeah for sure yeah so that's it for us bye everyone bye guys go get him boo